Happy Monday and welcome to Not Boring. It is like eight hours into the week. Already Elon has rubbed Twitter. What will the rest of the week hold? Well, over here at Not Boring, we're celebrating a missed birthday and bringing on some smart, curious people. We hope that they last on our team longer than Elon lasted on Twitter's. And speaking of long-lasting, let's turn it over to the longest-lasting sponsor of Not Boring and the presenting sponsor of all of this quarter's audio versions of the Monday essay. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Masterworks. Ding dong, ding dong. It's runaway inflation at the door. Yikes. With estimates that inflation is about to hit 8.4%, you don't need a PhD in economics to know that the $100,000 in your bank account are going to be able to buy about $92,000 worth of things pretty soon. So what can you do? Well, tons of investors, myself included, have already hedged with a dynamic alternative asset. When inflation is above 3%, it historically appreciates by 36% annually. FYI, gold and real estate don't hold a candle to that. Would you believe that it was contemporary art? Well, think about it. Titans of industry and royalty have protected their wealth with art for centuries. And with Masterworks, you can too. They've registered over 100 paintings with the SEC, so you can invest in shares of Picassos and Van Goghs, and the whole process takes less than 57 seconds. You just need some Wi-Fi to get started. And get this, Masterworks is giving the Not Boring family VIP passes. To claim one of them, go to masterworks.io slash notboring. That's masterworks.io slash notboring. And you can find important disclosures at masterworks.io slash disclaimer. One more time, I'll see you over there for the world's most beautiful inflation hedge. That's masterworks.io slash notboring. Now let's get to it. The Not Boring Liquid Super Team. One of the pieces of advice that people give to those in the middle of a whirlwind is to pause and appreciate the milestones. Whoops. Not boring turned two on April 2nd, nine days ago, and I completely missed it. It was only while writing Not Boring Capital's quarterly LP update over the weekend that I realized that we'd even had a birthday. To be fair, a second birthday isn't as special as the first one. Making it through the first year is unlikely. Making it through the second after getting through the first is much more likely. That's the Lindy effect. I've also told the not boring story a bunch already over the past year. I wrote a not boring adventure one year in on our first birthday and covered the whole journey from breather to basement to not boring. Ben and David had me on my favorite podcast, Acquired, to analyze not boring. And when we crossed 100,000 subscribers in January, I wrote about what had changed from writing for nobody to writing for so many of you in the 100,000 foot view. So instead of looking back, we can quickly hit some highlights that have taken place in the last 12 months. We grew from 42,200 people to 113,600 subscribers. That is 169% growth. Nice. We wrote over half a million words. I launched Not Boring Capital and invested over $30 million in nearly 200 companies. And I passed that douchey stretch goal I set of making more than a million dollars in a year with a free newsletter. This is all still very wild to me, and it wouldn't be possible without all you reading, sharing, engaging, and pushing back. Thank you. With the benefit of hindsight, it seems like each of Not Boring's first two years have been defined by one thing. Year one was about newsletter growth and survival, and year two was about Not Boring Capital. The first year, I started writing the newsletter full-time while Pooja was pregnant, and I was unemployed and making no money, hoping that it would grow enough that it could at least pay rent. I was surprised it grew as fast as it did and that it got, as big, it got big enough to be a real business. I was also surprised that writing a newsletter helped me get access to invest in early-stage companies. 
So the second year, I launched Opboring Capital to invest in startups and helped tell their stories. When I decided to go for it, I didn't have expectations beyond this will be easier to manage than needing to spin up a new SPV every time I want to invest. Writing a newsletter and managing the fund through Fund 1 and into Fund 2 with a growing number of portfolio companies to support has been a ton of work, and I've loved every second of it. But I didn't really have a long-term plan. I was just riding the growth. When I started talking to LPs to raise Fund 1 and even into Fund 2, I'd often get a question along the lines of, what do you want this to become in the next 5 to 10 years? Depending on when you asked me that question, I probably gave a different answer. But most often, my answer was something like, not sure. I'm just having fun and following this wherever it takes me. That was partially because I was working so much I didn't have time to plan ahead, partially because the curve felt so steep that any answer would get stale in a couple of months, and partially because after a decade of working for only two companies, having all that freedom felt really great. Any good manager will tell you that having employees feels like a bigger responsibility and challenge than having a boss. When someone puts their career in your hands, the pressure is on to deliver for them. That felt like a lot to take on again when the solo thing was so much fun. Now, fun doesn't mean easy. Being solo has meant working seven days per week, every week, for two years, with a couple of exceptions. Running the fund and newsletter has meant that my calendar is this weird Tetris of meetings whenever founders happen to be free, combined with a couple-hour writing block squeezed in wherever possible. I work weekends partially because it's the only time I can be sure that there won't be any distractions. Pooja is a hero for making it work, and I'm grateful that we both work from home so I can still spend a ton of time with her and Dev throughout the week. Anyway, it's been a lot, but it's been working. Hard can be comfortable when it's familiar. Even if hiring people would take some of the load post-onboarding off of my plate, I thought that bringing more people in would necessarily mean a drop-off in contact quality. Last June, in Not Boring AMA, I wrote probably the clearest encapsulation of my thinking in response to Tane's question, how might Not Boring fail from here on in? I said, second, Not Boring could fail if I try to turn this into something it's not. People often ask when I'm going to hire a team or add more writers or even get a ghostwriter to take off some of the load. The answer is probably never, unless there are incredibly compelling opportunities to do so or areas that I know that you want to learn about that I just don't think that I can analyze well and that no one else covers particularly well. No one wants more content. They want something unique that they can't get anywhere else. The more I try to systematize this and bring in other people to do the creative work for me in the name of more, the faster I fail. Reading back on that answer, I made a few mistakes. One, I framed the question the wrong way. Viewing more people is just a way to add more content as opposed to adding their own unique twist. Two, I thought too narrowly in terms of just the newsletter and not the bigger thing I was starting to build across the media business and fund. And three, I couldn't predict the quality of people I would be able to hire in the future. If you led a therapist to my head, I'm sure they'd come up with more interesting explanations for why I thought there was something special and honorable about going it alone. The long and short of it, though, is that what I'd been doing seemed to be working, and I didn't want to ruin the magic. But over the past couple of months, and especially as I was writing this quarter's update to Not Boring Capital's LPs, our funds investors or limited partners, I realized that there was too much cool stuff to do to not bring some smart people on to do it. There are more ways that we can use Not Boring to put our thumbs on the scale for the founders we back than I can manage myself, even with a suite of new products that makes it easier than ever to get leverage from small teams. And there are more areas that fascinate me and that I'd like to invest in than I could possibly get smart on by myself or understand deeply enough to make early high conviction investments. Pretty much every day, I read about a new company or a scientific advancement and think, damn, I wish I had time to understand this better. And I'd love to write a Not Boring on this. Plus, I think if this is just my ideas, it stagnates. We need some fresh advice. So we're going to grow the team, but we're going to do it in a not boring way. We're going to create a liquid super team. 
We don't need to build a huge permanent monolithic structure to have a big impact. I want to bring in really smart, passionate people who are deeply knowledgeable about hard things and who can translate their knowledge into engaging essays, podcasts, papers, and more. If they want to pop in for a week and co-write a piece, great. If they want to build a career at Not Boring and spin up their own newsletter and fund under the umbrella one day, I'd love that. A summer of research, meeting with companies, writing, and building up a reputation works just fine too. And I'd be thrilled if people who work for Not Boring explore spinning up a company while they're here. After resisting it, I think I know what this third year of Not Boring's life is going to be about. Year three, growing a team at Not Boring while enhancing the magic. I was hesitant to hire people because I pictured them trying to write the same things that I did, but just a little bit differently. And if I'm being honest, in my head, worse. It's funny that I wrote about liquid super teams, but didn't fully appreciate that the concept applied to, to not boring. I wrote, importantly, liquid super teams allow each individual involved to bring their full powers to bear. They expose each person's full surface area rather than hiding away parts inside of a larger sphere. If you compare one big sphere that has the same volume as 10 smaller one combines, the 10 smaller spheres have roughly twice as much surface area as the big one. I want to bring on people who are experts in the things that I'm excited about, but not nearly knowledgeable enough on. I want to be able to invest in companies pushing the boundaries earlier because of their knowledge. I want them to pull me back from the ledge of overexcitement when the story is compelling, but the science isn't there. I want people who are really, really smart on different things to explore what happens when they smush their expertise together. Naporian's business model supports a structure like this better than I could have hoped for. Because of the media business, things that would normally cost funds money, like hiring smart people or helping with recruiting, can actually generate a profit for not boring. We can sell ads against research reports, spin up a podcast or YouTube series to go deep in a particular area with the people building there, and build a talent collective that's free for portfolio companies, but not for other ones. All those things can drive revenue while increasing the likelihood that we see and get allocation and great deals and give our portfolio companies a better chance of succeeding. Likewise, the fund means that we're seeing more of the biggest ideas, and we can use that knowledge to make the newsletter and media business better. It's the not boring flywheel on hyperdrive. Someone on the Not Boring Liquid Super team has a lot of paths to contribution, all of which involve following their curiosity. We just need to make sure that we have the right structure in place to maximize everyone's impact for the benefit of all of you and of our portfolio companies. So what's that look like? Well, I'm glad you asked. Each quarter, I share the lightly redacted LP update to give you a peek behind the curtain and learn as I'm learning. If you want to read this quarter's LP update, you can check it out. I linked to a notion in the post at notboring.co. Uh, but I want to take this opportunity to just read one of the sections from that piece uh, related to the topic above called Growing Not Boring or Building the Not Boring Liquid Super Team. This is from the Not Boring Capital LP update number four, and I expanded it a little bit. So for the two years I've been writing Not Boring and the one year I've been running Not Boring Capital, one of the things that I appreciated most about it was the fact that it was just me. No set meetings, no structure, no boss, and no reports. After 10 years in just two companies, most recently managing a team of 150 people, the lightness of being solo was freeing. Over the past few months, though, I've started to realize that while I could keep doing everything pretty well on my own, I'd need other people if I wanted to do it exceptionally well. Pretty well would have been fine. If you'd told me two years ago that I could make a living off a newsletter and run a pretty good small fund, I'd have taken that trade in a heartbeat. But things change, and as not boring has grown, we've built up assets that shouldn't go to waste. We have a portfolio of 200 companies, many of which are growing fast and tackling bigger opportunities than they originally set out to tackle. We have a newsletter with 113,000 smart, curious readers and a Twitter following of 149,000 people, a media property to sponsor Deep Dive that's likely one of the most valuable on the internet, and it's been a better than expected way to meet great founders and help bend their company's trajectories upwards. And we have a diverse, non-institutional, 235-person strong LP base 
and demand from 1,500 more readers to back the fund. Each time I think we've plateaued, new things start happening that convince me that there's so much more room to run. Great founders introduce us to other great founders. A chance conversation about a piece turns into an investment opportunity. A podcast conversation kicks off a relationship with a great founder. The not boring flywheel spins faster and faster in unexpected ways. Ultimately, we've quasi-accidentally built something rare, the differentiated VC fund, and I want to lean into that to build something special. To get there, there's plenty of room for improvement. In the first memo, I wrote that there were three things the fund needed to do to be successful. One, pick the right investments. Two, win allocations. And three, help portfolio companies succeed. If picking the right investments is a combination of sourcing and picking, I'd say our sourcing engine is a B plus, and our picking from that group is still too early to tell, but I really like our portfolio. I give sourcing a B plus because while the newsletter and network we built has been very good for a one-person operation, there's more we could be doing to both proactively source early-stage companies in particular and learn when companies are raising a little bit earlier when allocation is more available. On the picking side, I could get a little more ambitious, push a little further out the weirdness curve if there were people on the team with deeper technical knowledge, win allocations. We've been successful in winning allocations. I can only think of one or two deals that we didn't get into that we wanted to, and we've recently been able to write larger and larger checks into competitive rounds. And three is helping portfolio companies succeed. I think we've done a pretty good job at helping certain companies succeed. When I write a deep dive, that no doubt helps. And I'll, I try to be helpful behind the scenes too, but I can't write deep dives on every company. That said, there's some low-hanging ways to leverage not boring's unique assets to help companies even more. Ultimately, after some self-analysis, I realized that we have too incredible an opportunity to give away and that all the shortcomings we have can be fixed by bringing on talented people. So we're hiring. The lowest hanging fruit and something I should have done a long time ago is to bring on an executive assistant or an EA. I've avoided this for too long because I've been worried that it would take more time to onboard them than I'd save or because I thought I'd look like an asshole looping in my EA. But enough people have told me that I'm an idiot for not doing it that I pulled the trigger. I have an onboarding call this afternoon with an EA from Double. Hopefully I get some more leverage and can do more myself with an EA and at the very least, my inbox and calendar won't be such minefields. I also won't miss as many emails, which ironically will make me look like less of an asshole. More importantly, I'm building out a lightweight but talent-dense team to make us great where we're only okay currently. First things first, helping portfolio companies succeed. That has direct benefits in the form of more valuable companies and indirect benefits in the ability to get more follow-on allocation and in founders introducing us to other great founders. To that end, at the start of the month, my brother Dan joined me as chief of staff in the media business and the fund. He's been helping out for free, editing essays, strategizing on growth, and more while running finance and operations at Parade, which recently raised $20 million at $140 million valuation in a Stripes-led Series B. Dan has been an unofficial fixture, which I highlighted a year ago when I wrote A Not Boring Adventure One Year In. I said, finally, there are two people I couldn't do this without and for whom I'm incredibly grateful. My brother Dan for being my thought partner, calling me on my bullshit, and giving up countless weekend and late-night hours to edit nearly every Not Boring essay this year. To start, Dan will be leading the business side of Not Boring Media, freeing up more of my time for writing and investing, along with setting both the media business and the fund up to scale. If you want to sponsor or partner with Not Boring, hit him up. One of the advantages that Not Boring has is that we can build new business lines on the media side that we can also leverage to help our portfolio companies. That should mean that we can afford to do even more things to help companies that a similarly sized fund could do on management fees alone. So Dan's primary mandate is to figure out more ways to scalably help our portfolio companies, to work with smart, curious audience that we built to help founders in the highest leverage way possible. Even as we scale our check sizes, we want Not Boring to be the most bang for the buck on the cap table, and we want to be able to continue to write smaller checks into earlier stage companies without breaking the model. 
I couldn't do that alone, and Dan's already making strides. His first two initiatives were launching a revamped Not Boring Founders podcast and setting up the Not Boring Talent Collective with Palette. Not Boring Founders podcast. Over the past year or so, I've been casually interviewing founders on and off on our podcast feed, but it's been sporadic and unstructured. I'm no Ben Gilbert, David Rosenthal, Harry Stebbings, or Patrick O'Shaughnessy. Dan has already begun to revamp Not Boring Founders, which you should 100% subscribe to to meet some of the founders in the Not Boring portfolio. He landed FTX US as a presenting sponsor for the podcast, set up a notion with takeaways from each conversation, and pushed me to make it more structured. Now we start every conversation with three questions. What does the world look like in a decade if you're wildly successful? What does your company do today? And what will it take to get from here to there? Since relaunching, we've had seven conversations with founders and six from the portfolio and one from outside of it. We're aiming to do two per week, one every Tuesday and Friday. Not Boring Founders is a lighter weight way to help founders tell their story than a full deep dive, and it's a great touch point with founders we've invested in or would like to invest in. I'm not a great interviewer yet, but I'm starting to get more comfortable. We're going to lean into making the podcast great and growing the audience over the next few months. Follow Not Boring on Twitter and share when you hear an episode you like to help us grow it. Not Boring Talent Collective. In practically every investor update email we receive from companies, the number one ask for investors is always the same. Hiring. As a solo GP, I wasn't particularly helpful in this area. Larger funds have teams dedicated to sourcing and hiring talent. If I was lucky, I happen to know someone looking who might fit a role. That meant I was often left replying, great month, we'll keep my eye out for anyone who would be a good fit for X role, which is weak. Luckily, Not Boring Portfolio Company Palette recently rolled out talent collectives, and Dan worked with them to launch the Not Boring Talent Collective. If you're a Not Boring founder listening to this, DM me or Dan, and we will get you set up with free access. The Not Boring readership is full of smart, curious people, people willing to read 10,000 words per week, many of whom are looking for their next thing. So far, we've admitted over 500 of you from places like Google, Stripe, Meta, Amazon, Citadel, Peloton, Instacart, and many more top companies into the Talent Collective. Then we give our portfolio companies free access. So far, nearly 100 connections have been made between hiring companies and talent. Already 35 portfolio companies have signed up. Feedback from one of the early ones said, your job board has insanely high quality leads. I'm not super surprised given what I'd expect your audience to be, but still kudos. This is exactly the kind of thing I want us to be doing with Dan on board, finding scalable ways to help portfolio companies by leveraging our unique assets without needing to build out an enormous team to do it. Bonus points if we can use portfolio companies' products to do it. We have a couple of other things in the works as well. One is a redacted new content series, which is coming soon. And another is a website. We've survived two years without our own website. It's probably time to grow up. There's nothing revolutionary about a website, obviously. We're in the small minority of funds who don't have one. But I think that we can do some valuable things with ours given Not Boring's audience. We're planning to get this live in the next couple of months, working with a couple of portfolio companies, of course. Having Dan on board and letting him loose on the tools at our disposal is a multiplier. We should be able to add more value to portfolio companies without needing to build out a platform team. Having him on board also means that we can bring on more people without slowing down. We're hiring research analysts. To that end, we're opening up two roles that I've been dreaming about for a while, an Adams research analyst and a Bits research analyst. When Not Boring is at its best, we're explaining and investing in new things that push the limits of what's possible. Writing about a SaaS company could be interesting, but there are a lot of people who do that better than I can. Explaining DAOs or NFTs before most people knew what they were or writing about Hadrian and what it means for America and space is where I think we can have the biggest impact. The world continues to get crazier, and I want people to meet all of the change with curiosity and optimism instead of cynicism and fear. 
but I'm more curious than smart and I'm probably a little too optimistic. So I want to hire two people to the team who are up and coming experts in their fields, much more technical than I am and know how to write well. I realized that what we're looking for are needles in a haystack, people who have a lot of amazing options. And in return, I'm hoping that I can offer them space to explore broadly a platform and a chance to hone their storytelling skills. Technical people who can tell a compelling story are hard to beat. So the Adams research analyst will be someone who loves reading and writing research papers and doing science in the physical world. They might specialize in climate, space, biotech, or some other corner of deep tech, but above all else, I want them to have a passion for and familiarity with everything going on at the frontier and an ability to explain those things to normal people like me. They'll help source and analyze deep tech investments, write company memos, and write research reports that go out to all of you. The BITS research analyst will be someone who thinks at the speed of the internet and understands all the latest, wildest things happening in Web3. They can see a pile of Legos and make an educated guess as to how they might snap together. If they're ideally technical, they're technical enough to be dangerous, familiar with the most interesting people and projects in Web3, and able to explain complex concepts simply and engagingly. They'll help source and analyze Web3 investments, live in discords and telegrams, write project memos, and put together research reports that go out to all of you. In both cases, I want people who share my optimism, but who are willing to tell me when I'm being more optimistic than the science or vibe suggests that I should be. We're open to interns, fellows, ex and residences, part-time analysts or full-time analysts, local and NYC or remote, pseudonymous or doxed. Those titles are written in pencil. We can specialize and expand. If building a liquid super team means being able to bring people in that we otherwise couldn't, I'm all for it. I just want the best and the brightest. We'll expand to more positions over time as people specialize. Hell, if there's a different role that you think that we should be hiring for instead of these roles and aren't, hijack the application and let us know. I just want Not Boring to be known as a place where really smart people can come to both learn and teach for as little as one newsletter or as long as a career. I want it to be cross-disciplinary. I think that some of the greatest opportunities will come at the intersection of Bits and Atoms, and I hope that we can both discover and generate the coolest things happening at those intersections. Above all else, I want it to be fun, an opportunity for high horsepower people to relax, explore, dream, and translate what they find to our audience. You can find job descriptions and applications linked in the post at notboring.co and be warned, applicants are going to have to write about a thousand words on the most fascinating company or trend in their space. So onward and weird word and fun word. After two years, it's time for not boring to grow. Instead of more people making it more corporate and stuffy, I hope that adding new brains to the mix is going to make not boring even weirder and more fun. If you're reading this, thank you for making the past two years the best two years of my life and career. I feel very lucky to get to do this as my job. Now that we're growing, please, please, please give us feedback. Tell us when we're moving in the wrong direction and point us towards the things that you want to learn more about. All of this is only possible because you're willing to read thousands of optimistic words for a week. I hope that growing the team means even more reasons for optimism. That's all for today. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back on Thursday and I'll talk to you then.